Welcome to the Moms Hustle Different Podcast, where we give moms of color the tools they need to soar in their careers and in motherhood. Yay, we've made it to another episode of the Moms Hustle Different Podcast. Um, This is your host, Brenda Miller, and I am so excited for episode 12. But before we get to that, I wanted to just say it's been a crazy journey. Um, We're at the end of 2019, and there is so much um, going on in my life. Um, And just um, an idea of (laughs) kind of my mom's hustle, different type of life is literally um, at the beginning of October, I started a new position at my job. Um, And then I also started to freelance um, some websites. So I've been really, really busy. Um, And it's been difficult to make sure that um, I prioritize the podcast. Because honestly, it's like mom's hustle different. And I need to make sure that I'm showing uh, my journey um, as well as highlighting the journey of my guests. So um, just know in 2020, you'll see a little more of Moms Hustle Different, um, but I'm really um, hoping to share with you my journey as well um, and the things that I'm doing um, and how, um, how things can uh, work in the midst. Um, I might not have all the answers. Actually, I don't have all the answers, but, uh, I do know that, uh, this podcast is very, um, very important to me. Um, and, uh, I have a lot of good, um, content for you guys coming up. So, Um, Just stay tuned, bear with me um, as I'm adjusting to a new role at work and I'm trying to do a little freelance on the side, but Mom's Also Different is not going anywhere. So um, without further ado, um, this episode, episode 12 is with Melody Stewart. Um, She is a um, personal stylist and I think um, you guys will... Actually, I don't think. I know you guys will enjoy uh, this episode. Um, she even gives us a little um, little tips on our fashion and um, things that we could do uh, to spice up our wardrobe. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and at the end of the episode, I'll share her information um, and make sure that it's in the notes. So... With that, here is our episode with Melody Stewart. All right, today we have Melody Stewart on the podcast. Um, Melody Stewart is a freelance fashion stylist. Starting her styling journey a little over 10 years ago, Melody has styled for fashion shows, photo shoots, and specializes in personal styling and shopping services. Although she has tried to leave the world of fashion behind a couple of times, she finds herself drawn to it. She is committed to helping real people build functional yet unique and memorable wardrobes. What sets Melody apart is her ability to get her clients to step out of the box. She focuses on meeting not only the client's needs, but their wants too. 
Whether you want a contemporary classic look or a funky street style look, you are sure to be pleased with the experience you have with Melody as well as the results. Melody, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you doing? I am great and I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, And of course, you know, when we get started, you got to brag on your baby for me. So can you tell me a little bit about your um, children? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm married, been married for a little over 10 years. And together we have three kids. Um, The two older ones are from previous relationships and then the the youngest is ours together but um we have a 24 year old a 23 year old and a 10 year old um needless to say uh the 10 year old is giving us a run for our money but so are the older ones just because they're of age and i say of age i don't call them adults because adults you know typically can you know function on their own I just say that they're of age because I mean you really never stop parenting but um all of the kids bring so much joy to our lives (laughs) um no I mean they're all different and it's just I guess it's it's a challenge but it keeps us on our toes uh with having you know an adult son and daughter and then uh, a growing 10 year old who thinks he's an adult, but, um, it is, it is, it is life and life with kids as his ups and downs. But, um, overall, I get, you know, I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade them in. So I love it. <laughs> I love That's them. Good. That's good. You don't want to train them back in. Gotta, no. gotta keep them. <laughs> they gotta take care of you when you get old and gray. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> No, my my daughter, she, I would hope she would take care of me, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe the baby boy would. I don't know about my daughter. (laughs) I know that's right. Um, So as we go into the conversation, uh, could you share with me where you were in your career? Like, where were you in your career when you became a mom? Uh, so my story is a little different because I was a teen mom. I have had my daughter at 17. So, um, and ironically, I was going to college, but it wasn't for fashion. I was going to nursing school. I <laughs> had a plan that once I graduated, well, okay, so just backing up a little bit. I did want to go into fashion and become an actress, but many years ago, there there was a lady who kind of steered me away from that, and um, I regret it because I wasn't, I mean, I was young, but, you know, I didn't pursue it. She told me I should think about doing something else, so I didn't pursue it, and I thought about, you know, what else could I do as I got older, thinking about what else could I do. And um, I like helping people, and I thought nursing was the way to go. So uh, while I was a teenage mom, I still graduated high school, and I wanted to make a better life for my daughter and I. So I was thinking, like, nursing school is the way to go. Um, But that wasn't in the cards for me. So I ended up having to drop out of nursing school so I could work and take care of my daughter. And I never went back um, to nursing school but I always had 
an eye for fashion. Um, wasn't always the best at it in the earlier stages, but I always had an eye for fashion. And um, maybe about, uh, maybe in my mid, I don't know, early, no, maybe late 20s, I decided, you know, that my sister and I should go into business together and start an image consulting business. So um, that's kind of where that started off. And then um, it didn't really pan out the way I wanted it to. So I kind of set it down for a minute. And it wasn't until I got married that um, it just seems like, seemed as if, you know, styling opportunities kept coming my way. And so for me, I was like, okay, is this, you know, is this my calling? Is this what I'm supposed to do? So I've kind of been, you know, on this journey here and there, you know, like picking it up and putting it down, picking it up and putting it down. So um, I hope that wasn't too much. I just feel like I ramble on and on. But that's basically, you know, the the backstory of how I got into styling. So what was your vision for the image consulting? Um, so my sister was, she's more of like, um, the classy, the sophisticated, chic, prim and proper type girl. I'm more of the eclectic, you know, out of the box, colorful, wild, retro girl. And I thought if we merged together, we would be the perfect, um, duo to be able to, you know, meet our clients' needs. And um, she majored in marketing, so she was going to be the out front person. I was going to be the behind the scenes person. But um, she decided, you know, at the time that wasn't what she wanted to do. And um, I had some thinking to do, you know what I mean? Like, did I really want to try to build this business and, and make it into something amazing? Or did I, you know, just want to be complacent? with life however it was however it it was at the time so I decided you know just try it out so during that time were you just like working odd jobs or you know trying to figure out what you were going to do or like what what was that looking like while you're trying on one hand trying to pursue your dream and trying to figure out what that looks like and on the other side you have a young child and you're trying to figure out how to take care of her too. Yeah, honestly, um, it was very important to feed my child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And chasing a dream at that time wasn't in the cards. So, you know, while I would try to do small things, um, like on the side, I still had to work full time. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have not that I didn't have support, I didn't have um, enough support to, to really be able to give it my all, you know, the styling piece. So, um, like I said, I would dibble and dabble in it here and there, you know, throughout the years. But um, early on, it was, you know, I got to work because I got to feed my child. I know that's right. It's a tough thing to balance when you have something in your head that you're trying to figure out, but then also you got a little person looking at you like, I'm hungry. <laughs> right. I'm growing yes. every day. What do I yeah. do? Um, so I definitely kind of understand that. So 
as you transition and you got married and you are more opportunities are coming your way like what um what has been uh i guess the most exciting about uh having this business now um the i when I, okay the freedom i guess if i had to say a word the freedom of being able to express myself through the art of of styling you know what i mean there's really no right or wrong way per se but just the freedom to be able to you know take a person's idea uh of what look they want and then bring it to life is really what kept me going you know what i mean aside from it just being a, a a good outlet for me is whenever I would get those styling opportunities and, you know, whether it was for a photo shoot or a fashion show, um, or it was just somebody who was looking to, you know, update their wardrobe, just the fact that at the end of the session, you know what I mean? It's like, girl, you did good. Oh my God, I look amazing. You know what I mean? Like that. And, And honestly, I would say, and some people say it's not about the money, but in the beginning, it wasn't about the money because a lot of times I wasn't even getting paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just so happy to to get the opportunity to um, present my my work to whomever, you know what I mean? Whether it was, like I said, for a photo shoot or for a fashion show, I was just so gung-ho to style it. <laughs> while I probably should have been asking for money, it really wasn't about the money at the time, you know? Yeah. It's um, building the experience and having the opportunity to put yourself out there so that when it is time <laughs> to ask for money, people are referring yeah. you and yeah, uh, giving you the opportunities that you need for your business later yeah. on. I actually had my husband and um, a mentor who were both and and they weren't even talking to each other so this is how i knew it was time to like stop doing free work is because it would it was starting to become an issue um with my husband because he was like you doing all this work and you're not getting paid for it he was like no and then my mentor was like if you don't want to be known as the free girl you gotta stop doing stuff for free and she was like obviously if they're coming to you then you know you're good you're you're good enough if they're asking you to do it so you should be good enough to get paid and you know once i got that through my mind instead of saying but i just want the opportunity i just want the opportunity it was like yeah opportunity don't really pay bills you know what i mean so um once i got that through my mind then that's when i was like okay you know obviously they they're on to something you know what I mean? Because if they're if people are reaching out to me, then I am good enough. And then if I'm good enough, you reach out to me, you can pay me something. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's, it. that's good. I mean, sometimes it's the challenge to uh, really admit your worth, especially for us as women, just knowing our worth and putting it out there. Uh, yeah. and believing that other people can see the work that we have too yeah so that, that, I, and you know what that was the scary part for me because I thought man 
if I charge people, I'm not going to get the opportunities. You know what I mean? Because nobody wants to pay, but I'm good enough. And so for me, it, I was very hesitant. And that was the scary piece for me is once I put a price tag to my work, then everything would stop. But I mean, once I got up <laughs> enough balls to, you know, like, hey, well, if you want to hire me, you know, I mean, if you want me for this, th- these are my rates and stick to it. Cause that was another issue that I had. I wouldn't stick to my rates. I would be like, oh, okay, well, since, you know, I know your cousin or because you wear the color blue, I mean, whatever, I would find <laughs> an excuse to say, all right, well, I'll take this much off or, well, this time I'll do it for free if you give me pictures, you know, of my work. And I've been burned so many times because I didn't value myself. I didn't, you know, value my worth. And I've relied on people to, I guess, kind of dictate that piece of my life or that piece of my business where I didn't do my due diligence, you know what I mean, to make sure that I was represented. So a lot of my first works, I have no pictures of that. None. Yeah. So if that's a tip that I can give, I don't know if we are at the tip piece yet, but if that's a tip that, that I could share and that's just, I would say across the board, you know what I mean? You, you are worth every bit of what uh, dollar amount you place on yourself you know what I mean, for whatever service it is that you offer and make sure it might have to be, you know what I mean, um, money out of your pocket, I guess. But for me, it was, okay, so yeah, you said you were going to give me pictures, but let me bring my own photographer. That way I know that I can get pictures of my work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my, that my tip would be, you know, make sure you have your own backup plan. Because you can't always rely on people to uphold their end of the bargain. Yes, that's a good one. I mean, and that's good for folks who are entrepreneurs, people who are working their nine to fives, whatever. Like, know your worth. You're worth getting paid money. Um, Don't discount yourself. And make sure when you need to have what you need to have with your resume, your, um, your portfolio, whatever it is, to back up figure out how you can make sure you have it. Don't depend on your boss. Don't depend on the client, whoever. <laughs> like yeah. make sure you know how you're going to get what you need to show your work and what you right. need to put in. Cause people can see when you don't believe in yourself or when you're shaky on what, what you're worth. Like people can see that and they will pounce on you you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, okay. So you selling these t-shirts for $10? Cause so-and-so down the street got the same type of t-shirt and they sell theirs for $35. You could very well be selling your t-shirts for $35, but because you don't feel like you're pro- now you have to make sure your product is worth <laughs> the $35. You know what I mean? You can't be selling crap and try to, you know, and it won't, more money from it but if you're if you're putting in valuable time and effort and you are producing you know quality work or a quality product it is every bit worth whatever dollar amount that you place on it and um, another thing for me is I had to realize people pay for what they want 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they have the money or not. People will spend bill money on the things that they want. People will spend their savings account on things that they want. So I had to get that in my mind. You know what I mean? Instead of always trying to figure out how I can lower my prices to meet certain people, I had to learn um, who is my client. You know what I mean? Do I want people who are penny pinching? And nothing's wrong with that because we all got to start from somewhere. But do I want somebody who is, you know, sure in what they want and they don't mind spending that whatever um, rates I was charging or am charging. And so I had to like, if I go six months without the, without a client, that's fine. I'm still worth every bit of what I charge, whatever service. Cause that my, that means I need to do my due diligence to market myself better so that I'm in front of my clients. That doesn't mean that I lower myself to meet the needs of somebody who's really not going to, you know, value me. Mm-hmm. That's real. I mean, I I definitely feel that. And I think many others will as well, because we can really get ourselves into these situations where we allow our self-esteem to block our blessings and block yeah. the good things that can come to us. So yeah, yeah. that's a, <laughs> that is a big one, you know, and to stick yeah. with it. Yeah, stick with it. And then don't compare. I got stuck there, you know what I mean, in comparing myself and my skills and my abilities um, to other people in my industry. You know, like, oh, how did she get that styling job? Or how did he get, you know, that opportunity? Instead of, you know, looking inwardly to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to place myself in a position um, for an opportunity like that? Mm. You know what I mean? So I had to again, it's my mind, I had to change my mindset to to not compare myself to other people's journeys. And then you'd be surprised at what people are doing behind the scenes to give the appearance of success, you know, or whatever we deem successful. If we knew what people did or were doing, and some people are legitimately successful in whatever it is that they're doing, but then on the other side, some people aren't that successful. And, you know, you can paint a picture to look almost like anything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, and, and even with my son, you know, I say, put like the little horse blind, you know, metaphorically speaking, but like the horses, they put those blinders on their eyes so that they can't see what's going on around them. And the only thing they can focus on is what's in front of them. So I had to take that same advice that I give to my kids and apply it to my own self to say, you know, put the blinders on, focus on, on what you're doing and perfecting what you're doing. Yeah. Honestly, it's starting to pay off. You know what I mean? I'm seeing the results of it. That's good. I'm happy for you. I mean, I am, you know, entering my motherhood journey, um, ending the first year of my motherhood journey. And I know for me, it is difficult when you're looking at um, even what other moms are doing and how other people parent and 
what they look like when they parenting, which how, versus how you look like when you're parenting and you see Instagram and you see this and that. It's just yeah. like, what in the world is so much stuff? But yeah. to put our blinders on and focus on our own personal development, focus on our own thing that we have going yeah. on is so important. And I think coming from that, I would love to have um, you share anything like what when you have a a woman or a mom come in and they've kind of lost themselves um, mm-hmm. or they haven't figured they spend all the money on getting their kids new clothes and shoes and all that type of stuff. Like, what do you suggest or like, what is a tip or two that you suggest for those women and those moms who are trying to get themselves back on the right track? Um, so I think, because I was a teen mom, I dealt with a lot of uh, self-esteem issues. I dealt with a lot of guilt, um, self-hatred. And it was because, you know, I actually judged other teen moms. I my, Even my cousin, you know what I mean? She got pregnant at 14 and I was, you know, just looking down on her. And then when it happened to me, I was just like, how the heck, did this happen to me? You know what I mean? Like, why did this happen to me? Duh. You know what happened to you, girl. <laughs> um, but once I got, I guess, you know, and, and I was raised in the church too. So a lot of things that I did was prayer, you know, like I would have to pray myself out a lot of, you know, mental situations because for me it was mental. Um, And then if, you know, coming back to fashion, like that was my outlet. If I could go to the mall and then the other thing to me was going to the thrift stores and figuring out how can I buy a banging outfit and all I got is a $10 budget. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I am spending, you know, money and not necessarily money on my kids because I was a single parent now. So I'm having to pay childcare. I have a car note. Um, When I moved out my mom's house, I had rent. Mm. So I had all of that to worry about. But then at the same time, I still didn't want to look, you know, beat up. So that was one thing, too, that I always told myself never look like what you're going through Mm. a lot of people never knew you know that I was staying at my mom's house because my lights were off because I didn't dress like it I didn't act like it I didn't carry on the persona of woe is me you know what I mean um so I never acted like whatever it is that I was going through but again going back to the fashion piece when it came to styling me and my child, you know, I got a lot of her clothes from the kids' consignment shops. Anything that she grew out of, I would take it to the kids' consignment shop. Whatever money they gave me for it, I would just apply it to the next set of clothes. So a lot of times that wasn't a whole lot of money out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. For me, it was thrifting. You know what I mean? Some people may not be fans of thrifting, but then there are sales racks. You know what I mean? Um, if you don't want to even do a thrift store you can do a consignment shop I mean it's still you know secondhand clothes but these are supposedly clothes that um have been taken better care of but um for me it was finding out how I can be stylish and trendy 
without breaking the bank. So if my budget was $10 every pay period, every pay period, I take my $10 and go to the thrift store. Mm, that's good. So you tell, know what I mean? tell me about like the thrift store. One of the things that I know people say, and like, is it true that you should just go to like the better areas of your city or town? Yeah. Cause when, yeah. When you think about it, if you are out and about, like say for instance, you're doing, you're clean, you, you did spring cleaning of your closet and you know, you living up there with the, you know, thousand heirs and millionaires, um, hundred heirs, and you clean out your closet, you're not going to drive all the way to the hood to drop your clothes off. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. going to go to the closest thrift store you know what I mean? Or the closest consignment shop to drop your pieces off. Now, one thing I can say, Goodwill, um, and I don't know how many of the other thrift stores work, but at least in Georgia, Goodwill, they don't um, ship the clothes out to different stores. So if you live in Alpharetta and you donate your clothes to the Goodwill in Alpharetta, you're more likely to find, you know, some of the, uh, name brands or uh, better quality pieces rather than going to the Goodwill in the hood. Not to say that you can't find gems in there, you know what I mean? But the likelihood of you finding better quality clothing is going to be in your nice, nicer parts of town. Yeah. So like when you went in to put your $10 or $15 or something like that, what is the thing that you normally go for to start like an outfit or just like, okay, if I'm going to spend six of these $10, this is what I'm going to spend it on. Um, so I would learn the different stores sale days. So you could have like a last chance, which is a thrift store here in Atlanta. Last chance may have two colors of the week. So you get 50% off the two colors of the week. I can extend my dollars by going on the sale days. Um, Goodwill has a color of the week, so I can extend my dollars by going on the sale days. I can get more um, pieces, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm get, if I can find something that I like with that color, um, then, oh, a lot of times I would DIY my own stuff. You know what I mean? Like if I saw something um, and then I, I wasn't real heavy on social media I would say I just got real heavy with it within maybe the last three, four years, maybe. So you're talking about when my daughter was younger um, or my early stages of, of getting married. Oh, I was hitting the thrift stores up. What, when you, when is your sale day? Okay. Um, You got this on sale, this 50 cents. And then, Oh, another thing too, in um, hearing it, well, it's in Georgia, but it's a city called Woodstock. Woodstock is kind of country, but there's a store, Park Avenue Thrift. They have an outlet. The outlet, the most you will pay, so each day is a different um, price. The cheapest day, I think, is Wednesdays. It could have changed by now. The cheapest day is 25 cents. Wow. Yeah. I never went on those days because it was just a zoo. But the um, maybe fr- Thursday or Friday was $2. So you pay $2 for each piece. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. learn learning the sale days. And like I said, with, with my daughter, you know, 
if she grew out of something, I would take it back, try to get a couple dollars off of it and apply it to a, a new purchase. Oh, that's smart. That's really good. And I don't even, I don't even think I think like I've gone to thrift stores, but mm-hmm. I don't go thinking of okay, with a plan, you know, like, okay, there's sale days this day. So I'm gonna go to this one on Friday and I'll go to this one on, you know, Thursday mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. else. And I think that's, that's awesome. Cause I know my husband and I were going out, um, this was the last weekend, the weekend before last. And, um, he was like, Brenda, you gotta, you gotta try something different. <laughs> Cause I've been wearing, you know, I just had a baby and I haven't lost all my weight yet. So I'm wearing like loose stuff. And he's like, man, you need something a little more fitted. Brenda, you can't be walking around all the time <laughs> with everything. Like, yeah, really? girl, see, um, you, okay. Get, get over the, I don't have the, the body I used to have. I mean, so many moms, don't have the body that they used to have and we all have that problem area but the goal is to dress for the body that you currently have you know what I mean um and your husband's girl let me tell you it's so funny because my husband been preaching this to me for years he was like men don't care about stuff like that women care about stuff like that men don't care that you got stretch marks or they don't care that you picked picked up an extra five or ten pounds you know what I mean like they love us for us and just happened to be watching a comedy special and it's not like I hadn't heard it before but the comedian was like ladies we don't care nothing about your stomach having two rows we just want some (laughs) (laughs) that's all you know what I mean he was like, we don't care about that. Y'all care about that. And me and my husband looked at each other and he was like, I told you. And I was just like, whatever. You know what I mean? But if your husband's still looking at you with that hungry eye, I mean, you it, it's, it's going to take, you know, the mental step to look past the mom body that you have now and work with what you got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you are actively working to lose weight, you know what I mean? Then you work with the body as it changes. But if your lifestyle right now doesn't allow for you um to work out the way you would want to or lose the type of weight that you would want to, work with what you got. That's good. I like, you know, dressing for the body you have and working with the, what you got. Yeah. Worrying yeah. too much about how we think, not limiting ourselves by what we think about ourselves, but really, exactly. you know, pushing out of that because I'm first to be like, oh my gosh, look at me. Da, 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 da. But he's like, Brenda, you all right? And I put on this outfit. He was like, Brenda, you look good. <laughs> and I mean, mm-hmm. I got the shirt for a couple, $9 or something from a local thrift mm-hmm. store around here. So, Listen. and then what you do is with some of the pieces that you have now, just go in your closet. And I know that, um, you know, with the baby and everything, but just figure out like a weekend or a day after work, um, just really take some time in your closet and play around with, with pieces, um, that you still like, just play around with the stuff. You never know. You, you may end up liking putting something together. If you've never played around with mixing prints, try to mix prints. You know what I mean? You can reinvent new looks with pieces that you already have. Just take the time to look in your closet and figure out, okay, 
this is a blazer, what haven't I worn this blazer with? And pair it with that piece and see if you like it. Okay, this is a dress. Can I wear a shirt up under this dress? Or can I wear a sweater over the dress? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, figure out different ways that you can extend your wardrobe and still look good for the body that you have now. Yeah, that's that's important. And I think that's helpful sometimes because we do always want to go shopping and, you know, all that type of stuff when um, you can just look at what you have and there might be a couple gems in there that you can you know, move around and see yeah. how it yeah. could work and make you feel like you just went shopping. Even though yeah, you like how, what, what's the, how much bigger is your husband than you? He's, he's bigger than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I say that because, you know, maybe you can look in his closet to see if there's, you know, one or two pieces that you can play around with to incorporate into your wardrobe. Mm, oh that's a good thing too you know what I mean now for me is real hard because like I'm right at five feet if that and my husband is like six two so I mean I might be able to wear a tie you know (laughs) (laughs) I can't wear you know what I mean like it, it would be hard um but again like say for instance for date night because that's important Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are still married, even though you have a little one, date night is still important. And this is free. You can take one of his shirts, like a nice little shirt that he has, belt it and put on some tights or put on some jeans and wear the shirt like an oversized shirt. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I feel like I can see how you're becoming really successful in fashion styling because it's it takes a special person to take somebody's thoughts and flip it and give them opportunity and um and vision for what could happen um that's that's really cool and I thank you for that and I'm sure all the listeners will thank you as well um Mm -hmm. and really think of ways they can shop their own closet ways that they can switch things up even if it means looking through their husband or their boyfriend or whoever stuff and kind of saying oh maybe I can work with this a little bit and yeah yeah um, just play around in it you know what I mean a lot of times people don't realize the the possibilities in their closet because number one is probably packed to capacity because if you shop a lot um and you're not really using what you currently have you just piling on and piling on and piling on. But, you know, if you take some time to really look at what you have, you'd be surprised. You, you know, like if you go through my my feed, for the most part, you will see me repeating pieces. You won't see the same outfit worn um, the same way twice. That's the challenge that I give myself. How many ways can I style what I already have? So if you go through my Instagram feed, you may see me wearing different looks, but it will still be, you know, maybe like, oh, I've seen these pants before. Oh, I've seen that shirt before. Because the goal is not to just be out here spending money out willy-nilly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Got a whole family to take care of. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, well, if I buy this shirt, even if it's a $50 shirt, if I buy this shirt, 
how can I extend it? How many ways can I wear this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that's whether you're a single mom or a married mom or, you know, whatever mom you are, you basically, we have to figure out how can we extend and even with our kids, how yeah. can we extend the life of their clothes while they can fit in it? You know, mm-hmm. that's real. I really like that. So do you have any like other things that you want to make sure that the audience knows whether it's about you and how you built your business or whether it's about styling um, and really feel comfortable fashion wise? Um, I, I built the business from scratch almost, you know what I mean? Like, yeah the starting out with my sister we didn't do it you know we weren't in quote business that long together so um it's a lot of hard work you know I didn't go to school for fashion so a lot of what I've learned is just through magazines you know attending a few courses here and there while some people have you know bachelors and masters in fashion, merchandising, fashion, whatever, whatever, you know, I just, I'm (laughs) talent, you know what I mean? But wherever I can learn, um, I learn and, um, it's a journey, you know what I mean? It's not easy. And I would tell people that, you know, social, social media, you can make people think one way about you. But just, you know, being transparent with your audience is I would not be able to survive as a fashion stylist today if I was not married. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because my clientele isn't just I don't have a line of clients. Not yet. Because it's coming. You know what I mean? But just a moment of, you know, just being transparent. I don't have it, it. I wouldn't be able to do as much as I do. Or I wouldn't be able to to survive as a stylist now if I wasn't married. Yeah. I was, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people thinking like, oh, look at her. and da, 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 da. No, girl. No, <laughs> no, ma'am. If I wasn't married and, you know, we didn't have these two incomes coming in. Because I still work a nine to five. Okay. You know I, mean? I still work a nine to five. Um, so if it wasn't for that, I would, I would be probably drowning in all kind of debt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just trying to keep up appearances for social. Um, so yeah, don't get it twisted, guys. Everybody ain't out here living the life that they feed you. Some people out here struggling, but I want to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is is growing? Um, opportunities are coming my way, and I'm appreciative to it. And that kind of goes back again to what I said: is focusing on my own lane. You know yeah. what I mean? Not trying to do what everybody else is doing, not trying to fake the funk, you know, not doing all the extra stuff that some people do to garner the type of attention, you know, just being true and honest to myself and to, you know, anybody who is looking. So that that's what I do. That's, that's good. My tip. <laughs> so I know we have to wrap up, but I did want to just touch on one thing. So how do you, like, as you continue growing your platform and you're also working, what, like, do you schedule things or like, how do you kind of, what quickly kind of 
do you do to make sure that you can kind of do both? Um, fortunately, my uh, full-time job, I have um, a really good boss who is also into fashion. So I'm grateful there. But I also have a lot of vacation time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's me, you know, yeah, vacation time. I If I need to use it to, you know, go do a shoot or, you know, go shoot for a brand campaign or whatever it is, you know, I, I do have that going for me. So while I'm not working my nine to five, I still get money because I'm using vacation time, but I'm also getting paid on whatever set or whatever else it is that I'm doing. Okay, that's good. I mean, that's good to think about too for those of us that are side hustling as well and really trying to build up our brands and stuff like that, making sure that we, you know, use our vacation time wisely. Yeah. (laughs) Think about how we can, you know, maximize that time that we have, whether, um, especially when we have to do stuff during the day or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. So, well, that's awesome. Um, I really would like for you to share um, how people can get in contact with you or mm-hmm. learn more about you. And I will make sure I put that in the show notes too. Okay. So um, I made it easy. I am Melody Stewart everywhere. MelodyStewart.com. If you want to email me, it's info at MelodyStewart.com. Uh, I am the Melody Stewart on Instagram. Uh, stylist Melody Stewart on Facebook. So type in Melody Stewart and I should pop up. <laughs> awesome. That is so cool. And I am really grateful to have had this conversation with you. And I'm excited to see all of the amazing things that uh, will come from you and your business. Um, because, of course, you know your worth and you charge in for the goods. Um, I'm excited to see all the amazing things that are happening because best believe I look at your Instagram and I'm like, Oh my goodness, look at that. (laughs) That is cute. I was like, I got to have her on a podcast. This is cute. I got to figure out how to do this. So I I really, no, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like when you look at other people who, what you deem are further along and it's like, you want to get there but then when somebody reaches out to you and it's like who me little old me you know what I mean and I'm like what so I listen I appreciate it it could have been anybody else but me so I really do appreciate it thank you thank you for joining us I really really appreciate it Melody all righty thank you All right, and that was Melody Stewart, episode 12 of Moms Hustle Different Podcast. Um, I thought that was a great conversation. I really um, enjoyed, um, especially the fashion tips, because believe me, I need it. I'm a newish mom uh, of a one-year-old, and sometimes it's a little hard to get your life back together. Um, so I'm excited to, you know, maybe make some prints or shop my closet a little more and, uh, just try to have fun um, with my outfits. Um, and then also just 
never giving up on your dream, never giving up on uh, the talents that you have and not letting anybody else um, try to tell you uh, the direction in which you want to go into um, really just being strong in um, who you are. And I think that's what uh, Melody has been able to do. Um, And I'm really happy that I had the opportunity to speak with her. So um, if you want to hear more um, Moms Those Different episodes with um, awesome guests like Melody, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and whatever platform you are in. And if you enjoyed what you heard, could you rate the podcast or leave a review um, in your uh, podcast app? Also, if you could just share the podcast with someone, um, another mom who um, maybe could use some inspiration or um, some support in knowing that there are other moms just like her doing um, the daggone thing. So uh, if you could just like or subscribe to our podcast, um, rate it, review it, and share it with somebody else, we really appreciate it. So with that, that is Episode 12 of Mom's Hustle Different. And I look forward to seeing you the next time on the Mom's Hustle Different podcast.